Hey, After Buzzers. If you didn't know, it's Kevin Undergar, the executive producer of After Buzz, along with my partner, Maria Menunos. Hi, everybody. And Maria and I, as you know, have put so much time and money into mm-hmm. the After Buzz TV product and really haven't seen a lot in return. Nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the ways you guys can actually help us is by tuning into our new reality show, Chasing Maria Menunos. It premieres Tuesday, March 18th, 10 o'clock, 9 p.m. Central, and features me and Maria basically bickering, fighting. No. No. No, it's not just bickering and fighting. You get an inside look into my life, behind the scenes. You'll also get a behind the scenes look at AfterBuzz. It's really funny. It's not just bickering and it's not fake either. So that's actually something oh, no, no, no. to it's think about. Oh, no, no, no. It's definitely not fake. It's definitely not fake. But please tune in to Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen, Tuesday, March 18th at 10 p.m. All of your support will help AfterBuzz because Maria certainly won't. <laughs> so rude. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Revenge after our hiatus, which we hated not being here with you guys. But we are back for Season 3, Episode 14, Payback. And I am your host, Roxy Stryer, alongside Anna Koppel. Hey. And Phil Spitek. And like Revenge, we're revengier, we're sexier, and we're later. Yes, we are. How are we feeling about us being re- revengier, sexier, and later? Yeah, I got a feeling about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight really, really helped us with that sexier later feeling. Um, and Stephen the only- the new in the booth. Thank you very much, Stephen, for helping us out. Thank you. The only disappointment was, you know, they, in the new season, they teased like, hey, got to kill them all. But obviously that didn't happen this episode. That's gonna ha- We'll talk about that more in predictions. But I was expecting, got to get them. The way you're saying it right now is like Pokemon, like gotta catch them all. It was, oh my God. it was actually just Emily saying, I'm gonna kill them all. But you're like, gotta kill them all. Um, there, there's I was not actually, a bunch of Pikachus running around. There, there's a, there's a song by, by the crest called Kill Em All. And they say, Kill Em All. That's actually what I was quoting. But thank you. Okay. How does that song go? Kill Em, gotta effing kill Em All. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) apparently we're not getting enough of the crust for you. We're not killing them all yet. But we do have a little bit of death this episode. Was that not satisfying your death quota? Yeah, so let's get into topics and so we can talk about that death. Okay, but before we we do get more specific into topics, I want to know, overall, how are we feeling? Um, I'm a little, like, this is a complicated episode. I'm really excited to be with you guys to break it down because... There's a lot to talk about. There's there's so much to talk about, and this is definitely an episode where I would really encourage fans to tweet at us and call in because, man, it has been a long time since we've seen the last episode. You know? Here's the pro- the problem is this episode is a great pairing with the last episode, and obviously they kind of built like a mini three 
arc, three episode arc last time. Mm-hmm. But then they also introduced the blackouts and all these, and and the father. And so how, the, how that tied in so well with this episode. If you if you literally just binge watched, this would make a, a lot more sense. But yeah. there were so many things that were just so interconnected with the last two episodes and with the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so much time in between. So I think what my two amazing co-hosts are saying is, please forgive us. Forgive us if we are forgetting something or have questions. That's where you guys come in. You guys are such incredible, amazing fans. We love when you tweet at us. This is an interactive network. Um, iTunes, YouTube, as always. We read everything. And if we are missing something... We apologize. We cover a lot of shows, and this is, of course, our favorite, but we, we have been on hiatus for a little bit. But we are back now, and hopefully we will get as much as we can out of this. So here we go. Starting with the magazine, Voulet. Guys, I mean, last time we see that there was not much loyalty between Margot and Daniel as she fires him once Conrad threatens to take down and pull out money and all this stuff. Um, Daniel's fired, but Charlotte is looking for a job, and she wants to intern at Voulet. Uh, I thought that was kind of strange, because her brother had just been fired from there, and she could probably get a job at a million other places. But what was... Hold on to your thought, but what was confusing to me, (laughs) you know, she didn't know that he was fired, and then, you know, he kind of encouraged it, if anything else. Right, because we find out that he wants her to be the spy. Yeah. But I, I still thought it was weird that she seemed into it after that. What did you think of Well, I think that the last couple of years she has had more of, like, a familial feeling with Jack and Carl. Um, and so I'm sure she's embracing Margot in a way that we certainly haven't yet. That's true. I can, and, I can buy into that. No, absolutely. It almost seems to me at times that she likes Margot better than she likes Emily. Sure. Um, and looks up to Margot, and Margot's this incredible businesswoman. So I, I could see that. I think that's a really good point. Um, but speaking about Margot for a second, there's another weird thing going on at Voulet, which is the fact that Conrad's come in, and he's really running the game now. Uh, he holds this meeting, and it's a creative meeting, and she's not invited to because she's off apartment hunting, which we can talk about in a minute. But... Um, he, he ends up holding this and he starts talking about her father. Now, we haven't heard mention of her father in quite some time. What the hell's going on here, guys? Uh, what, what, she's going to Paris now to go see him face to face. Last we knew was that he was going to come here and then he bailed last minute. Because he didn't care. Because he didn't care enough. So, what's going on and what is the relationship between Conrad and Margot's father? What are we missing? I mean, Conrad has always seek power. Margot's father clearly has that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also Conrad's also always wanted to control the press. Okay. Margot's father clearly does that too. But is there part of the story that we haven't gotten yet? Part of the relationship between Conrad and Margot's dad? Oh, absolutely. They talked about the stocks. Okay. You well, know, in Grayson Global. So what are you thinking? I see. I see the wheels turning. I see them turning. Well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. But but she's going to Paris, right? So we'll see next week. Absolutely. We'll see something next week. Well, she says she'll come back. I have a feeling that we're not going to get much footage in Paris. Maybe we'll hear the afterthoughts. I mean, here's what's interesting about Conrad specifically. You know, he's got so many things turned. He's involved in so many of the storylines, right? Right. So with Margot and him, then Daniel slash Charlotte. Uh, then then uh, we'll talk about Stevie, the you know the ex-wife, and Victoria, Victoria, Emily. 
You know what I mean? So he's in the midst of everything, um, and so that's what makes it complicated to talk about is because, okay, what, what's the what's his angle currently, and how does it relate to everything else? Um, and, and what's the master plan that we don't know about yet? Um, because, of course, we're going to get to Emily, but as she blacks out, we're blacking out, basically. You know, I know that sounds that. weird, but the show is the show is her show, essentially. And when she's blacking out, that's why some of the stuff is so confusing, because chunks of time are missing, and we don't really know what the hell's going on. But something we do know is that Jack and Margot are house hunting, or apartment hunting, whatever you want to call it. And that would mean they are moving forward with their relationship, which is always tough for a Jack Emily fan, which, of course, I am. Not that I'm not an Emily Aiden fan, because I am that as well, which leaves me in a really uncomfortable position. But what do you guys think about this relationship? Can we see it lasting for a long time? And do we like that they're taking that next step? No. (laughs) No, we don't like it. No, I don't like it. No, I don't see it lasting. Uh, You know, it's just, there's just not... A chemistry there. It just isn't there. It's a brother sister relationship? No, it's like a business transaction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just That's always it. what you want to be told about somebody you're having sex with. Yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you for doing business with the me. The ladies love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know. I was. Never mind. But for me. Both of you tonight, though, I can see the wheels, but. But, okay, here's. For me, yes, I can answer your question in a moment, but. With her going to Paris and with um, Jack kind of left there alone and about to get the apartment, um, it's going to be interesting to see their split in the sense that she's dealing with something else entirely. And now Conrad's ex-wife is going to do something with Jack and how that's going to affect each other. Well, what do you mean how it's going to affect each other? What are you thinking? Well, because so much of any time our heroes if you want to call them that kind of start to separate and are in constant communication you know on a daily basis visually face to face when you're referring to our heroes i don't even know who you're talking aiden emily nolan jack okay heroes are uh, i just we talk about all the time on the show but the sense of morality i mean the heroes it's it's very complex I, i guess Aiden. Well, in this, in this case, it's Margot and, and Jack, and again, because because she's going to Paris and he's here, I think things are going to happen really badly for them. Because they're split, you know, they're, they're each doing their own thing, and it's never good when there's different agenda. You know, she's got a fire to put out, he's going to have a fire to put out. So you think the distance and the time and the space is going to have a negative effect on their relationship? I don't know about that. Just gonna, they're not know. soulmates, is that what you're saying? I don't, okay, forget the love thing for one moment. I feel like it's all yeah. about the love yeah. thing. How do you forget the love thing? Okay, forget great. the whole love thing. <laughs> no, I understand that they're in love, and and you know what? That's going to last for. Are they? Yeah. That's going to last that's, for the next foreseeable the future. But the problem is, they're they, you know they will really be not their love. Forget the love. Their something will be tested. You know their resolve, and it's going to affect negative each other negatively. <laughs> Their what will be fine. Their love will be affected <laughs> negatively. Is that what you want me to say? No, it, it's relationship. Not, I, they're what? what I you... actually want to know what you're trying to yeah. say. Yeah, their lives. Use your words. Their lives will be negatively affected. At their lives together or their lives individually, which will pull them apart as a couple. So, individually, but it can also affect their relationship, or it could make them grow stronger. Sure, sure. Uh, something you mentioned that I actually <laughs> okay. Jack is getting involved in Conrad again. Right. And 
Has that ever helped them out in any sort of way? Well, the problem is that Jack knows more than he's letting on to Margot, and as Margot digs, she's going to find out that Jack is more involved in this than she ever thought, which of course lies in a relationship, as lies especially as a foundation of a relationship, which is essentially what's going on here, um, is never a good place to be. So I could see what you mean if you were saying that their love will be torn apart, but their their lives, I'm not I'm okay, you don't you don't think Conrad could ruin Jack yet again in some sort of fashion I don't through whatever is gonna about to happen? No, I I don't think yet again, I don't think he ever has, and I don't think Emily would ever let Conrad ruin Jack. Okay, Emily is like two steps away from being like dysfunction like yeah. she's not functioning. Well, yeah. She's she's like out point. of commission right now. That is a good point. I think that we'll be able to tell a lot by Jack's first phone call after, the, like, I'm your mother. Who's he going to tell first? You know. Well, I feel like are you considering long distance rates because that really will have an impact? <laughs> I mean, Margot's they're they're a couple. She can pick flip you know, the bill. It's yeah, exactly. I hope it's Nolan. But I was thinking Nolan too. I was totally thinking Nolan. But it, uh, you know, when you get big news, like who's the first person that you call? Who do you want to share that moment with? That's a you know? really good point. You know, because that that's very telling of where. You know, it's almost involuntary what you're doing. Like, you pick up your phone and you call somebody. It's not the person that you would plan on calling. It's just the person that you want to tell this news to. So I think that is a really good point. And I hope that we see that. I wonder if we will. But I I would hope so. Um, I think that he will eventually get around to telling Emily, though. Let's just hope she's not blacked out while he does. I know. What a mess. Are we getting (laughs) sick of these? I mean, the black... We're not there yet. I know. But just when we're talking about... I like how they explained it, though. I, I, I like how they handled it. Because it, we're not there yet. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> you're the captain. Um, <laughs> okay, because well, it could have it could have gone really badly. Because everyone was like, okay, I said she she should be on constant twenty four hour surveillance. But the fact that she like basically beat up Nolan, right. I was like, okay, I, I can buy that. Okay, okay, because it's for sale. You are right, though. We will get to her. We will. But before that, I want to talk about a new character on the show. We have Stevie. Who I think is a total rock star. Uh, we don't know that much about her yet, but I sure as hell like her more than I like Victoria. Um, I'm thinking this is one of the only things Conrad ever did right in his past. Uh, what are your guys' initial thoughts on Stevie? We, we met her briefly before our hiatus, but we didn't really get to know her. And now we're starting to get to know her. What do you guys think? Okay, now for, forgive me for even asking this, but before the last episode, did we know that there was another Mrs. Grayson? Yes. Okay. Because remember, she, she, she uh, we had that great scene of her with the phone. I'm the original Mrs. Grayson. That was the last, the last episode. Thing before though. that. Oh, before that. I, I was going to say, dear fans, I need your help again. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember mention of her, but um, we did find out. If if we didn't know before, we did find out right before the hiatus. Yeah, but that regardless, what are your thoughts about? You just think that's kind of random, then? Well, I just think it's like really. It's kind of I don't know. I got the same sort of feeling like when we saw Lydia again. You know, like oh, we're gonna like bring back that character from the dead. Like I don't know. It's just like this person that, and she's Jack's mom. I. It's just I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. Okay, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling great about it. Okay. Okay. Skeptical. I I feel yeah. you. Go ahead, Phil. What do you think about Steve? Um, 
I I mean, in terms of her dynamic on the show, I really like it because you know she's going full force. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you said it when when um, she's there and she's getting the drink and like, you know, he says, "Oh, you're a loyal customer," and you kind of connect the dots and and whatnot. Um, it's interesting to see her with Emily. Um, and remember, she kind of goes along with Conrad's plan. Right, because you know he gives her he gives her the letter. Hey, this will make you happy. This will you know, and it'll, and it'll bring down Victoria. And she doesn't go for it, but then clearly she does because she takes it out of the trash and starts the whole thing. Right. But she's not aligned with him. She says we're not partners, and so You'd I want to know. To think so. I want to know, as always, what her full agenda is. Right. We definitely don't know. Does she have a rev agenda, or does she just have an agenda? And I think that it's interesting. So Conrad approaches her. With this paper, and we can only assume that, that that paper is the deed to the house or when he initially bought it so that she knows that it was while their divorce was not even finalized. Um, and she says, listen, I, I, at one point I would have gone for this, but now I'm happy. Which would make us assume she has a whole nother life somewhere else. Well, let me tell you, somebody who has like a happy and complete life does not go back to the Hamptons to go after... Her ex and I, I think she's going – I mean I'm surprised that Conrad is so trusting because I think this is going to hugely negatively affect him. I just think he wants to stick it to Victoria, which this does. Yeah, but I want to – I was going to say stick it to Victoria. Anyway. Um, was that like a that's what she said joke no, no, or no. – um, here's, here's the – yes, I would like <laughs> to take down some people too but not the expense of myself. Right, that that is a good point. So I, I don't know... Or what, it would have to, you know, the balance would well, have to be equal. Let's go back a little. So she is back in town because supposedly Emily called her during one of her blackouts and said, I want to divorce Daniel and I'm in love with somebody else. Now, we were not privy to that phone call, uh, but that's what she said. So then this woman picked up, went across country to help Emily get what she deserved. Now, I would say that a happy woman would be able to do that, and she just doesn't want Emily to get screwed the same way she got screwed. She also kept the last name Grayson. She did. I don't know. She's a sketchy character. I don't know. She's a little sketchy, um, but I'm wondering what was it that exactly made her change her mind about showing up to the meeting with Victoria and Conrad? She's not there as the lawyer. She's there as the recipient of the house. So what exactly flipped that switch for her? She got unhappy, like Conrad predicted. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's why her... I don't know. I just don't trust her. I don't know. You, what? you clearly can't, but I mean, in some ways I'm enjoying it because she... Okay, I didn't quite get at first what they were talking about with the dress, her and Victoria, or when they're there. And, oh, when uh, she says, again, you want what's already mine or yeah. what I already have or something. And then the reveal of the dress. Right. The same one in Victoria's hands. I thought that was brilliant. Right. It, it was clever. And um, I don't know. I, I do see what she's saying. Like, the girl who follows in your footsteps always taking your sloppy seconds. But as Stevie, wouldn't you that not bother you as much as it should as you if you were Victoria, you know? Like, why would Stevie care? She, she's supposedly happy living somewhere else. So I'm I'm a little skeptical as well, but seems like she might have the same agenda as Emily, so maybe she's on our team. Maybe. I mean, I think it comes down to, I think we can safely say that Stevie is not happy. 
with her current life. Right. Can we just agree on yeah. that? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. I, happy people happy don't do this. Says. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But I'm surprised, Donna, that you are so skeptical. What do you think it is that she's capable of? Oh, I have no idea. Who, who knows what any of these people are capable of? I mean, God, is she trained by Takeda? We don't even know. Yeah, we don't, we don't even know. Who knows? And the other thing is, like, what is with Conrad's pattern of marrying women who have children with other men? What is that about? So that's a great point. We have to mention the very end of the episode it's where emasculating. she says that she is Jack's mother. I mean, what the what? So Jack's mom is Stevie, which means that He's, like, almost related to Conrad. And is this something that we're annoyed that the Revenge writers are just throwing in? Or does it seem to make a lot of sense? Because, honestly, the very top of the episode, I was like, I guarantee that this is Jack's mom. I don't know why I got that vibe. I just kind of did. I don't... I don't... I, well, we'll see how it, it plays out. It could go either way. It, it depends could. on the repercussions, I think. If, if they handle it really well, then I can get behind it. If it's, like... If it just turns into one or two episodes with her, then it's like, okay. Do you think part of the reason she's back in town is to rekindle this relationship with Jack? Or, sorry, not rekindle, kindle? Yeah, that's another thing. Where has she been? Why hasn't she been around? You know, she uh, she missed Declan. She missed all of that. You know, he's gone now, so... Well, is it That Declan? was her son. I understand, but that's that's his brother. Like, there's just, like, this whole part of his life that, like... And is, what about... Little Jack. Carl? Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl. I mean, and she missed one of Jack's wives. Yeah. I, there's just, like, all of his life that she just hasn't been around. Sorry again. Ooh, guys, I'm really sorry. What did we think happened with Jack's mom before this? Did we she have... was just dead. No, I thought she just took off. Like Just deadbeat? Yeah, that she just sort of, like, abandoned the boys with... Uh, the deal. I, although, but I'm not 100% sure. Please feel free to. That's you guys, baby. Yeah. We, we, we love need, you. We need you. We, lo- we love you. I mean, we need you. Um, so, anyway, though. It just it just can't be what uh, Patrick and Victoria are going through. If they have that type of relationship or, you know, dynamic. Like weird sexual tension and. And, and, and going. rape. And, Oy. well, here's the thing. I can't have Jack going back and forth like Patrick is going. Like, one week, Patrick is like, I hate you, Victoria. Oh, but yeah, now I see where you're coming from. The evil witch. Yeah, Wait. seems like somebody who doesn't think for himself at all because he was like ready to kill this guy. And then he was like, and then I saw her on Lexington Avenue and it made me sad. And he was like, oh, he's very. Who is this guy? What do you call it? It's not bipolar, but like he, he, hot and cold. Is dumb? that the term? Dumb. I, he seems dumb to me. No, I just think that he's never been a part of this world. He's not, but how do you switch your opinion that easily? Because of the way that, you know, if somebody told you that this was your father and that they, and all these horrible things about him, and then you meet him and he doesn't seem like a bad guy, you'd probably be very confused. And literally, like, as if his dad was in the electric chair, he's debating flipping the switch, basically, you know? And once he's like, wait, is he guilty? I don't know. I think that's how his... But this isn't, like, the first example of his indecision and his flipping of his opinions. He's just so not used to this. I mean, he says tonight, what's wrong with us? You know, and I don't think we've ever heard anybody on this show step back and be like, what's wrong with us? Okay, but he's not lived the normal life to begin with. Well, so how do you mean? 
He didn't know who his father and mother were. He, you know, and he went from, you know, think about his past. A sad childhood, but not an absurd one. You know, not not like all of these people are are dying and raping and and bleeding and all. Like, you know, it's just madness. Um, he's so not used to this hoity-toity, rich, uh, brush it under the rug kind of world. So I I think it's fair to say that he would be confused to say the least. And if he sees a glimmer of hope or, or goodness in his father, he wouldn't want to make a mistake, you know? And and we've seen before what he tried to do to Conrad. We know it's in him to be a killer. I'm talking about Conrad with the whole car the situation. Car, yeah, and Father Paul, yeah. yeah. But so, he makes so... Okay, he makes so many rationalizations. Just even burning down the gallery... Yeah, what is that? like? So, if the plan was to burn it down... To hire him as a contractor? You could have hired him for so many reasons. Like, we have, like, an electrical problem. We have, yeah, I mean... Let's talk about that for a second. (laughs) So, um, very valid points that my two amazing co-hosts bring up here. Yes, as a contractor, you can be called in for way less than an entire burnt-down building. But here's the thing. Okay, don't judge me. If I was to kill someone... I would not want them to know my identity or have any association oh, with yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Detectives look back on that stuff, you Preferably, know? I'd probably just go to Columbia, find someone in the bu- Bushwicks, and just do it. And then come back. Zero judgment. And I agree. Just want to kill a stranger? Just But, like, okay. Just because. I'm so that glad they got off easily. In Columbia? I, I'm just so glad they got racist? off easily tonight because... Oh, oh it, the, the, the coroner ruled it as an accident. You know, by having – if a contractor that you hire dies and all of a sudden there's a deeper thing of like – it's so easy to be like – to find a motive. Yeah. By you, the way, their their insurance is going to skyrocket between like the accidental death and the arson that he committed himself And remember for Amanda I mean, when she fell. That, that we could add a – you know, that Yeah, oh, yeah the home gone. insurance. I hope they're not bundled. Man. I, what a, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it really matters. Grace doesn't have money to blow. Maybe not after this divorce, but – the creepiest part of the whole thing is this flashback we keep getting of what is it? Take it easy. No, what what is the word? Relax. Relax. Just relax. Just relax. Relax, baby. Relax, baby. I mean, and then she like gets on top of him. Honey or something. Yeah. Um, What is it? Yeah. Okay. But here's, but this is where, again, the storyline falls apart for me is that he has this really clear, a memory of like seeing her Relax walk down me. Lexington Avenue and she's 15. Okay, but we have seen flashbacks of somebody who's not Madeline Stowe but still looks like a young Victoria Grayson. She looks very similar. Well, what's weird about that is tonight when he sees um his her daughter Charlotte, uh-huh. she says you're the he says you're the spitting image of her. Yeah, you so think that would be the dead giveaway then? Like something. Yeah, that yeah, so it just doesn't translate somehow. Like you, and she recognized him. Yeah. Okay, for th- almost what, almost complete two seasons, Jack didn't know of Emily. So I mean, it, so I understand, but that was let's a little different aside. because Jack was young when Emily was young. They were both like what eight years old. But this is I don't know. I would like to think that if I. Somebody that I had sexual intercourse with at age 15, I would recognize if I saw them. Okay, but this episode, if I'm to explain. Maybe not. This episode's all, right, it's about the mind. And the mind can hinder and hurt. 
so maybe he's he's so regretful of that moment and it's just so painstaking that you know he's kind of blocked it and isolated it and only now by talking about it in a therapy kind of way he was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm you know remembering. What? That's another thing is that a contractor doesn't just show up to a gallery and then just start talking about his regrets with this guy he met three minutes ago. Like, but it, okay. you know, when I was 15. But it was funny when he said, you didn't hire me to talk about this stuff. And like, that's yeah. exactly why he got hired. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's exactly it is ironic. why he got hired. It is ironic. But what did you guys think about when Victoria and Jimmy are at... Uh, the birthday party, and Jimmy looks at her and is like, I can tell the way you're looking at me. What was he trying to say? Like, I know you want to F me? Yeah, or, he was saying that. Well, I certainly think. Victoria Perceived so. it as that, but I I don't know. The, I just thought that it was so strange. The way that he was acting with Patrick, and I guess this is the point, was so, like such an upstanding, uh, he just seems like a good guy. I feel like he had to have known then because this is another thing that doesn't make sense to me is like what contractor shows up, sees that there's like an elaborate party going on and be like, oh, I still wanted to come in and show you some paint swatches. Like, no, like nobody would do that. They, you know, he would see. And then just assume that Victoria's relationship with the governor was fake and that it was a front and that she wanted him. And the way she was looking at him, if if you have ever wanted somebody, that is not the way you look at them. It was like, I am scared crapless of you. Yeah, gentlemen, if a lady looks at you like she's frightened, that's not a green light. Yeah, I mean, that was some serious, like, that is what really got to me. That's what he think it mean, like, thinks that it means when a woman wants him to look like that. She, she looked like she was going to pee herself. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm serious. Like, I felt, I felt bad. And then... And then when she goes to find Patrick and say, like, you're not hurting him, the only person you're hurting me, and just so happens at that moment, of course, he hears the conversation. Well, he followed her, of course. And then all of a sudden... He's going to rape her again. You think that's what was going to happen? I have no idea. I don't know. Hey, it's not a bad theory, though. (laughs) Yeah, potentially. uh, But had Jimmy not grabbed Victoria in that minute, what do you guys think would have happened? Would Patrick have let him go, or how do you guys think that it would have played out? I mean, I think eventually, seeing what happened there, I think Patrick would end up hating Jimmy. Because we do think Jimmy inappropriately grabbed Victoria at the end there, right? Or no? Grabbed her? At the very end, or not at the very end, but when they're in the room and she says that he said that and he kind of, like, grabs her, that's when Jimmy's, like, get off, like, no, and, and strangles him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when Patrick strangles Jimmy. yeah. Or inappropriately touched her, at least. Yeah, but that's when he already knew who she was, and so there's more anger. I don't know. Right, but Patrick was trying to say up until that point, like, he seemed like a changed man. Right. So it wasn't until he sees Jimmy touch his mom in a way that I guess he was not too fond of that he strangles him, and then not only strangles him, I thought he was maybe going to strangle him until he passed out, but he takes his head, slams it against the counter, and he dies. Was Patrick trying to kill Jimmy at that point? Oh, absolutely not. No, you think it was an accident? Oh, so because he takes out the phone to call nine one one. Yeah, and then I mean, here's the you know, obviously the head bleeds, but I don't think when you push someone or slam them, you're thinking, oh, let me crack his skull open so he bleeds to death. It was just like, oh wow, because we looked at it and he seemed normal, and then we cut back to his head, and there's this pool of blood, and I felt the same. I was like, oh man. He That's immediately goes engine. to call 911, though, and Victoria says no. She gets on top of him, 
And Anna jokingly said that it looked like she was going to have her way with him, which, I don't know, I wouldn't put it past the show to have something freaky-deaky like that, but she doesn't. We are sexier. We are sexier, sexier because we are later, of course. But she says, relax, honey. Um, I was kind of surprised that Patrick didn't go ahead and call 911 anyway. Did that take any of you guys by surprise or no, not really? No, he's such a, like a mama's boy in some moments. Okay. It's one of those moments where, and like you said, he's not used to this life. And so, like, if something huge like that happens, it's like, all right, you know, let a Grayson take the reins. This is used to this life. What <laughs> life is this? Oh, the Hamptons, it's baby. filled with murder and scandal, revenge. yeah. How long do you think Patrick can last in, in this world? I'm surprised he's made it this long. Me too. Because when he says tonight, what's wrong with us? And then she's like, well, it's okay. We can get through this. And he's like, I don't know if I can. What's next for him? What's left for him? You know, if he does decide to leave, where does he go? Who does he go to? Uh, do we see him having life beyond here? Or is he going to be another casualty of the Hamptons? He's not, I mean, he's going to be a casualty of the Hamptons, but I think his storyline has to continue because otherwise, like, offing him, so to speak, there's no stake in it unless you're trying to get Victoria. So he's just going to be a casualty in that sense. Okay. Makes sense. Offing him, oh, you mean nobody's going to try to kill him on purpose because why would they? Yeah, like, he's not important enough. The only the, His only importance is that he's so special to Victoria. I mean, he seems to be the only thing that Victoria, like, loves with all of her heart. So I, I do think that Emily... Because she clearly forgot her... Which, by the way, she clearly forgot about her two children. Her two other children, right. So <laughs> I, I think that Patrick is the most useful tool that Emily has. And mm. and the only reason that Emily isn't pushing that harder right now, A, because she's blacking out, and B, is I'm sure for Nolan. Yeah. By the way, Nolan and Patrick, no longer a thing? Uh, who knows? They go back and forth. When it's convenient. They're like one of those couples, you know. I kind of like, like them. On again, off again. You know them. Uh, another on again, off again couple is Aiden and Nico. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I'm not even talking about Emily right now. Uh, I mean. They're more like on, off, off, mm, thinking about it off. So what do you call that in short? On, off, and thinking about off? Not Not on. So, on again, no, not on again, off again. That's it. Okay. So, anyway, we've got Nico, who takes Aiden with the Dexter move and jabs. Yeah, yeah, good call. I I know. (laughs) I was literally, because I just binge-watched Dexter, and I was like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> like, what show is this? Um, and jabs him in the neck, pass, makes him pass out, throws him in the trunk, ties him up, um, and we finally get our question answered about why the hell this weapon was under the bed, which we scrutinized over the last time. So we were like, what an idiot. Why would he do that? Um, he did not put the weapon under the bed. We know it was Emily during one of her blackouts. And now I'm changing to what an idiot. Why would she do that? Well, she tried to explain, like, maybe I was just trying to push you away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but anyway, he is now tied up, and we're thinking, hmm, maybe Nico's going to kill Aiden. But quickly we learn, no, she wants to take away the one person that Aiden truly loves, and that That's is Emily. That's a good plan. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it, it definitely is uh, a more thought-out plan, hurting somebody in a way that's worse than death. 
which absolutely I, I do think this would be hurting Aiden worse than it would be to just kill him. The only problem was that's that's a great plan. The execution? Not so good. Well, she left Emily that clue by leaving the bag. Okay, check there. And what was the where did she go wrong? Okay, you're trying to fight her in hand to hand combat or whatever, sword to hand combat. And uh, it didn't go so well for her. Yeah. I would have had a gun. I would have had, like, fail-safes. No, but this is all about Takeda's way. When did Takeda have a gun? Whatever gets the revenge done. That's my way. The fill way? Fill way. Do you have a school for that? I do. Um, and where is that? Where can we sign up? Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it in this country? I mean... Secret. I, I'm surprised that Nico wasn't a better fighter. I mean, it was a it little was a quick fight. It was disappointing. I kind of expected, like, some ninja shit. And, sorry, ninja stuff. And but here's the, then the, her to jump out the window or something. And then, like, a couple episodes from now, come back. And then some more ninja stuff. Here's the good news. And then news. jump out the window. Here's the good news, right? Um, she underestimated Emily. Remember she said, like, you know, you, you're out of practice. Why but... is that the good news? I think that's the bad news. I think that that was No, that just mind. goes to show that Emily is, you know, girl still got it. And, you know, uh, even us as an audience, we're kind of underestimating her right now. But she is capable of so many things that we don't even know. I am. <laughs> what? Oh, we don't even know. It's <laughs> It is kind of blowing uh, my mind. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just really glad that one of the blackouts didn't place uh, take place here. I mean, okay, I had understand. it, had it, had it, had she blacked out, she would have gone more animalistic and maybe killed Aiden. Right. That's the thing. Is that like, yeah, she still has all the moves, but what if she's taking it out on the wrong person? What she seems to be doing. I just can't believe that Nolan, you know, they find this bag and she has this reaction. I can't believe Nolan let her go without going with her. So at least he could kind of like point her in the right direction. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the good guy. Kill her, not him. Um, And I'm shocked she didn't kill Nico. Yeah. I mean. She doesn't deserve to die. But she was just trying to kill you. It's on her way. Do we think Nico's coming back at all? So coming back. I also love that Aiden's like, just go. And like Roxy Roxy's like, Where where is she gonna go? Where no, is that she was going? Me. You know, Phil yeah, Phil's saying this. That was you? Yeah, I was like, oh, Where is she you, gonna go? You guys sound exactly the same when we're <laughs> We've been doing know. this together for a long time now, though. I'm um, glad I have a mind. raspy voice. But it is <laughs> it, yeah, that was more a comment on my manly voice. But, I'll take it. Um <laughs> No, it was Sure. You're you're both you both have beautiful voices like angels. You really um, appreciate that. And anyway, but but just ridiculous that he's like kicking her out of her father's house. Like, just go. Yeah. What did you guys think about his logic? He said, I didn't murder him. He died by his own code. I don't mind that. I thought that that was a good way to get through to her. Like, it was true. Takeda was after Aiden. Yeah, you know? like, what Aiden was Aiden didn't supposed want, to do? Yeah, Aiden didn't want to kill. Right. Takeda. And it wasn't like his big mastermind plan from day one, you know. Takeda was his teacher, and he loved Takeda. And even after he killed Takeda, he was devastated. So, I don't know. He says, Nico, I was eventually going to tell you. Do we believe him? I I believe him. And I think in in many ways, if you look at it in some sort of, in this world, and because I have school of it, eventually when the pupil gets so good and he can take out the master... That's just the natural progression of 
this schooling. I think Decatur would see it otherwise, but I do get what you're saying. I don't think he was going to tell her. Um, <laughs> as far as she knew, he was coming back for her. She doesn't even know about Emily yet. She has to come back and find out about that. And you think he's going to say, like, oh, by the way, I killed her dad? No way. Yeah, I, I really doubt it, too. And it would just be putting himself in the line of fire. Although, I, I don't know, sending her to all these different countries and, and pinning it on somebody else. If she hadn't found the weapon, do we think he would have gotten away with that? I think so. Because, again, uh, Aiden's philosophy, you guys ever see, um, um, what's the Christopher Nolan movie about uh, the guy wanting revenge? Memento. Oh. Yeah, speaking of losing your memory and stuff like that, right? It's all about getting revenge. Not She's got to start tattooing herself. That would be epic. Keep going. Sorry. But the, the the point being that in that movie, you know, um, they they kill the guy who was responsible and nothing's ever gained from it, right? And so with this revenge, you know, that's where Aiden is like, okay, I've gotten my revenge, but what did I really gain out of it? And so... Well, Aiden's come to that conclusion a lot. Emily just has never gotten there. Yeah, but what I'm saying is by, by sending Nico on these false journeys, like, it's it's more about the journey. It's not really about the end goal. And you know what? If she's not going to kill me, that's probably better for me. Okay. So speaking more about these blackouts that she's having, though. Emily is having, yes. Not yeah, Nico. Not not Nico. I mean, for all we know, Nico could be having blackouts. You never know with the show. But no, I'm talking about Emily. She's having these blackouts. And so at the top of the episode, we see that she's getting CAT scan, MRI, blah, blah, blah. She's going through all the process of trying to eliminate what's going on because she thinks that she's blacking out because of issues in her brain. Come to find out, the scans are clean. And although they're swelling, they're not causing these blackouts. And it causes her to believe and Nolan to also come to the conclusion that around this age is when her mom started going through her mental illness. This was an interesting twist that I did not see coming. What are you guys thinking here? Is there still more to the story or do we think that Emily's going down a scary path? Or both, or neither. I don't know. More to the story. I, yeah. You, do you think that it is she is following in the footsteps of her mom and she's having a problem with mental illness now? Or do you think it has to do with the accident? Or do we think it is a therapy thing and she's blacking things out to protect her brain? I think it's an illness. An illness, like her mom. But there has to be some sort of way to get out of, get out of it. Obviously, it's not going to be easy, but she's going to... You know what I mean? She's going to have to risk everything to try to cure this. Okay. She's been so mentally strong her most of her life. I just don't... I don't know. Maybe. And she's still... You know, but it's... I just thought that was a really interesting turn because we had all just assumed this had to do with the accident. Right. Or at least I had. Did you guys... Well, because Emily made us believe it. Right. And again, when, when Emily believes something, we believe it. When Emily blocks out, we black out. Uh, which is why I have a really hard time believing that she this could somehow be a mental illness that would discredit her, the other thing. You know, maybe she does have mental illness, but I don't think it would be something extreme or severe enough that would completely incapacitate her because she is our guidance for the show. You know, and, and we have to be able to trust her and we have to be on her team. So I, I do think that if this is some sort of mental illness, it will be something that she can, like you were saying, feel pushed through or at least learn to deal with and live with. Um, yeah. 
agreed. No, Anna looks like she completely disagrees. I'm just, I'm just listening. I mean, I think, I think, I think Nolan's again. I don't know much about mental illness, but I think Nolan's right in the sense that she has to go see, you know, um, a therapist and kind of. I think, right. I, I think by opening up those channels, there is a way to fix. I don't know. Again, clearly, I'm a psychiatrist. Okay. Who is the doctor, the original doctor who was giving her her results? She's like, look, I'm not a neurologist. I, I your face during that was priceless. <laughs> like, literally, she's talking to somebody who's reading her scans, and she goes to them and they say, I'm not a neurologist. So you're looking at them like, what, like, what good who, are you? Who are you? Like, what are you doing here? What are you, like... Why are you doing this? Why then? are you the one giving the results yeah. if you can't explain them? I, it made absolutely zero sense. Like, talking to somebody with brain injuries about the fact that you can't tell them what's going <laughs> she on. She was blacked out, too. Yeah, I, everybody's blacked out right now. I'm blacked out. Like, what the For hell? For a different reason. Oh, yeah, totally wasted all the time. You know me. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I think that pretty much covered the episode. Um, unless you guys think we're missing something, but it was very complicated, and I know we're going to see more, but I do have a little bit of news and gossip if we want to jump into that. TV news. So a lot of stuff has happened since last time we talked to now, but the biggest thing that I just wanted to briefly touch upon is the fact that Barry Sloan actually signed on to being uh, regular on an- another ABC series, which makes it seem like we are losing him. Um, I know that they said that he was offered a guest spot still on Revenge. That is if Revenge is picked up for a fourth season, which it hasn't been. So, I mean, I don't really know what's going on here, but I feel like we're weaning off of Aiden because he's weeding out of the show. But isn't the third season going well into 2015? Isn't that... What do you mean, isn't it going... Oh. <laughs> You're just saying based on how many hiatuses we're having. I mean, we'll be here until 2020, which I'm perfectly fine with. On Live Revenge. Um, But I don't know. What do you guys think about the fact that we could be losing Aiden? I'm not ready. I'm not ready to lose Aiden. I mean, I could be ready, but I didn't, you know, that's kind of a spoiler because obviously it's going to affect what's going to happen in the season finale. But obviously Emily doesn't end up with Aiden if we're losing Aiden. I'm just pulling up quickly the name of that show so that we can still find him. It's called The Visitors. Uh, Steven Spielberg's new drama. It's about aliens and whatnot. Um, So, I don't know if if he's bouncing over to that show. Well, if we've learned anything from Lydia, it's that characters can always come back, even if they die. That's absolutely true, but I do feel like this series has set it up so that Emily and Jack will end up together, which makes it hard to even watch him with Margot because it's a waste of our time, and hard to watch her with Aiden because I do feel attached to them, and are they just sticking us around a little bit now? Yeah. Yeah. Has has, uh, other shows gotten picked up for season four yet? Once Upon a Time? Uh, You mean other ABC shows? I don't know. We're going to have to check on that. More and more, they announced that really late. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to check on that. But it just does make me nervous, especially because their ABC is willing to swap him out for a different show. But I'm sure we'll get I think that's a to- testament to him, though. Not I think Here's the thing. I think they knew where they were going with this storyline. Again, spoiler alert in terms of I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but I think it can't be good. Well, and I- Nico's coming back. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm marrying I- Emily. Totally. Seen actors <laughs> um, play pretty major roles on a couple of different shows, but on the same network, you know? That's true. They'll sign a deal with a network and not the show. That, that is true. And they were talking about how he definitely would make cast appearances and whatnot, or 
or they had mentioned it. So I'm not too concerned that we're losing him forever and always, but it does make me a little worried because I love Aiden and I've grown to love him as a character. And I do feel like he does have a, a morality closet. Some of these other characters do not have. Um, and so I think it's important to have him on the show. But anyway, there was a million other things and we, you, I'm sure you guys were all keeping up. It was such a long hiatus. So we will go straight into predictions. Please, Steven. And All now, right, guys. You're after Buzz TV predictions. I'm predicting that Stevie is only sticking around this house um, and, and taking over this house situation because she wants to be closer to Jack and get to know Jack. Why? I'm really not sure what Jack can offer her other than this being a son, which clearly she wasn't interested in for the past 30 some odd years. Um, I don't really know what she's looking for, but I think he definitely has to do with why she's sticking around. What do you guys got for predictions? I think Stevie's going to somehow, like, will or give over her share of the house to Jack, and that's going to re-entangle Jack and Conrad and get them into all kinds of shenanigans bum, bum, bum. for the season. Okay. Um, I'm excited the war between Emily and Victoria. You know, because we see Emily's head being drowned, and you know there was a tie back to the, you know her mother drowning her. Yeah, I mean we see Emily being dragged from out from under a bed and then being literally drowned. Scary crap, man. And you know what does Victoria say? Like, uh, you know, I created a monster type something. But how do you know it's Victoria doing the drowning? I don't. I'm just assuming because clearly that's the way they made it seem. Okay, and, we, and so that's definitely not going to happen in that case. <laughs> and coming back to what you want, Phil, we've got. I'm going to kill them all. Um, kill them all. Kill them all. See how we go full circle here. After Buzz TV, we got. I mean, that's keep that's, it legit. Oh, totally. <laughs> the only way to do it is just you know, if she's got brain problems, got to kill them all. It's the safest answer. Gotta <laughs> kill them all. Revenge. Um. Yep. So those are pretty much my predictions. I want to see Nolan tied into this more. Nolan. Yeah. Nolan. You know, good episode for him, but he's got to help out Emily a little bit more. He's such a snappy dresser. There's no reason why we shouldn't see him more. The hat shirt. Oh, man. Woo! I need that hat shirt. <laughs> like, uh, we need it hanging on a plaque at ABTV. That was some serious, amazing stuff. Um, I, I love him. He's the best. He See, if we were talking about losing Gabriel Mann, I'd be on the floor crying. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Don't worry. N- oh, never. I would literally just lose it. Um, but anyway, we really don't know what's going to happen next because... We don't even really know what happened this episode. There's so much going on. Um, and that is a testament to us as hosts. Go us. Uh, but until next week, if I'm like dying to talk to you guys because there was so much going on and I need to know your opinion on things, where can I find you? Uh, you can follow me at Cobble for Mayor. Follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And of course, as always, go to our iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. And YouTube, we read all of your comments. We love talking to you guys. If you know something we don't know, which is likely because you are the best fans in the world, let us know. You can uh, tweet at me, at Roxy Stryer. And until next week, same time, same place. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz see you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.